0: Hello everybody and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you. It's good to be back to the program. I was gonna say, (laughs) welcome
1: back, Dr. Paul. Oh,
0: I was just loafing on the jaws. Yeah, exactly, (laughs)
1: sipping margaritas on the beach.
0: (laughs) Well, not quite, but uh, wherever I have been throughout life, I usually want something to read, you know, waiting in line for something. Oh, yeah. That's why when I had a medical office and all, I could stand one of my rules to myself was don't ever make my patients wait." <laughs> 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 Which sometimes is a job, but yeah. but anyway, waiting is not much fun and we 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 do a lot of wasting of time. So I tried over the years not to waste time. And I think that's one of the things that compels me now uh, and for us to keep the program going, because it's to be busy but also hopefully being productive. Yeah. So if we were talking about see, I don't I wouldn't be very good to run a sports show
1: and know all the athletes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which
0: I think that's great when yeah. people know about and I love sport. But uh, I, I could have spent that much time. But when it comes to my personal liberty and the liberty of this country, I get, I get a little bit yeah. excited about that. So today we want to talk about uh, you know honest elections and how we do this. And you know, I, I guess you, you observe that uh, in, in the last few years they were accusing Trump of all kinds of things, trying an insurrection, taking it over the government, and they have to be punished, he has to be punished because uh, he's uh, he's he has just bent all the rules and he he supported insurrection, and uh, I and I thought. Oh, Oh, he wanted it was a recount, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but it's an insurrection, and they're going to punish him. But uh, it is, I think, it, the, the his opposition both Republican opposition and Democratic opposition uh, it's just hatred and jealousy. Uh-huh. The Republicans they probably start off by jealousy, uh, but jealousy turns into hate, and there is a lot of hate, and he uh. He just uh you know I, I, there are some terms you can use. He just totally ignores them and mocks them uh, for being so hysterical, yeah. and of course, that a- eggs them on but but anyway, uh, he he has a lot of setbacks. it drives them nuts. He says, bring them on. Yeah, yeah. You're helping me. Yeah. And some of the Democrats, that's a, it's really funny. When the Democrats says, why are we doing this? Yeah. He, he's <laughs> using us. Yeah, yeah. So, But they still do. And of course, this week, weekend, uh, the Supreme Court uh, of the state of Colorado said, we're going to get them. We'll we're going to take them and put them out of commission. And what we're going to do is take them off the ballot. What we have to do to punish Trump is deny the right of the, the voters millions of people who might vote for him they don't have a right to vote for this guy we don't like him he's dangerous he wants an insurrection so they're going to punish the people who all they want to do maybe they're sort of like they're for the democratic process and therefore voting and uh, maybe there are some people who are very frustrated but they say we don't have much chance to do anything else because uh, elections are sort of messy operation so that uh, <coughs> that has happened so the Supreme Court, Colorado says uh, he, he doesn't deserve to be on. He he was he was uh, uh, he, he was calling for the total overtake of uh, of the United States government, uh, and uh, of course uh, that's that's a little a little bit uh, over the top. A little But bit. Uh, there there are people that support it to go to their Supreme Court. And, and the court, uh, you know, ruled that no, he can't run in this state. Yeah. But it's on its way to the Supreme Court. Maybe there's some common sense there. I just cannot believe that the Supreme Court is going to uphold it. It's so so evil. It's so so. and we have a lot of people on TV agreeing with that, or I'm agreeing with them. That this is significant. The fact that you can one uh, one candidate. Uh, who's having a little trouble getting uh, footing in the election, but the other one's encroaching on his right to be president again, uh, they, uh, he, um, uh, he says, well, we have, to, we have to stop them. So we, we lock them up. Yeah. And that's what they would like to do. Yeah. You know, they say, well, didn't Trump talk about locking people up? I, I think he had a little hyperbole involved in what he does. He yeah. gets himself into some trouble. But anyway, it's messed I sort of think that uh, Trump is smarter than all the rest put together when it comes to politics, and that drives them nuts. They, they, they're they literally out of their minds that Trump can take all his penalties and all his problems, you know, uh, uh, what is it, 90-some charges against him, being indicted, yeah. being impeached twice, indicted, and and he gets better. It ought to be pretty sh- Pretty, you know, I I can I consider the market a the uh, the ultimate place for democracy. You know, buying and selling and setting up prices. In this case, it's the market speaking. The yeah. people prevailing attitudes, and they're they're starting to say you guys are jokes. But uh, fortunately for Trump, uh, they're just feeding into his uh, having a, a good jolly day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and uh, of, of course uh, we'll. We'll find something out this week or soon, whether it's the day before Christmas or the day after, but it's coming up soon yeah. where the Supreme Court will make a ruling.
1: Yeah, and I think it was uh, Jonathan Turley who said this is un-American, it's undemocratic, it's anti-democratic. Ironically, uh, you know, <clears throat> there's a lot of criticism <clears throat> excuse me, that we have of the Iranian electoral system because they have kind of a separate court who determines which candidates can run. You have to be ideologically, court- I don't know the exact details of it, you have to be according to the ideological rules of the theocracy in Iran. And we make fun of that and say how terrible it is and horrible and they're anti-democratic. Well, this is kind of exactly what we have here <laughs> yeah. in Colorado. You have a separate court to determine who is and who is not allowed to run for office, completely separate for the constitutional requirements that we have. So we're a lot closer to that <coughs> than I think these people would like to admit. Uh, to admit. But one of the things we wanted to point out today... Is that um, this is I mean use all the cliches this is a slippery slope this is a can (laughs) of worms however you want to call it and this next example that we want to talk about I think is obviously slightly tongue-in-cheek but put up that first clip this is from the hill this is uh, Dan Patrick he's the lieutenant governor here in Texas and he suggests maybe we should take Biden off the ballot in Texas (laughs) maybe that's a good idea and if you go to the next one Here's what uh, Dan Patrick says. Seeing what happened in Colorado tonight makes me think, except we believe in democracy in Texas, but maybe we should take Joe Biden off the ballot for allowing 8 million people to cross the border since he's been president, disrupting our state far more than anything anyone else has done in recent history.
0: Yeah, and and there are Democrats waking <clears> up to this, the ones who want to live in a reasonable society and don't look like a jerk for supporting something that is so outlandish. So they, they're start, starting to come around and with the right ruling that there's going to be a lot of people, this this issue gets dropped and people will have less fun about it. Yeah. Uh, but, but it's still very, very serious and they're undermining the total principles. But you know, the system, isn't all that great anyway. The electoral system, and, uh, you know, the, the majority uh, dictatorship of what we have, the founders didn't like it. And uh, from the very f- first campaign I was ever in, you know, I was introduced to uh, how, how it really operates because there was a shock that I was beating this Democrat and all kinds of things were done. So Mm -hmm. so that's a long time ago. We know about LBJ. LBJ could never have been president with us really stealing an election, which is fully documented. Yeah. So it's uh, there's a lot of shortcomings on on democracy and. You you know, because they always use the the uh, election of an individual. But the but the Sounders didn't set it that way. They wanted a a representative government. The election of the president was never well intended to say that. And and people want to move further in the direction of saying it's a majority vote. It's just individual vote. So we want uh, the cities that uh, really need a lot of help. You know, uh, uh, you you know, San Francisco and Chicago and Detroit, Washington D.C. They can elect the president. cancel out 98% of yeah. the other population. Yeah. So that's what democracy can end, end up. And uh, it also shows that if they're going to do it to one group, the other people came along. So I, I think that, uh, I, I think Patrick knows that, that's, uh, you know, yeah. not going to happen. But I think it's a great way of making a point. Yeah. Because, because some of the Democrats now are saying, you know, uh, if, if we, if we keep, impeaching Trump maybe they'll do that to our president And uh, what do we have we have an impeachment process going on yeah, yeah. of course this guy deserves it
1: yes. <laughs> yeah they're certainly there I mean it, it does feel like a descent into idiocracy in a way because uh, oh yeah you bar our guy well we're gonna bar your guys and pretty soon I mean it's a joke and I just have a couple more examples in this uh, of, of, of Republicans suggesting we could do tit for tat let's do it go through a couple of these, if we can this is from the blaze uh, this is Ron DeSantis. He reacts to the Chicago or the Colorado Supreme Court power grab quote. There was no trial. We got a thing popping up on that corner. There was no trial on any of this. Can we just could we just say that Biden can't be on the ballot because he let in eight million illegals? So here's DeSantis in Florida. And here we have the next one. If we go next, this is Kellyanne Conway on her show. Uh, she says she asked if Governor Kristi Noam if she could bar Biden from the South Dakota ballot. Why can't she do it? And here is another interesting one, if we can. And I don't know who this person is. He could be a kook, but it makes an interesting point. Phil Kesak, he says, So, under Colorado reasoning, a Florida court could hold a hearing, determine that Joe Biden took bribes, and bar him from being on the ballot for a federal election, despite the fact that Joe Biden was never formally charged and convicted of bribery. Interesting. Interesting. And that is a very good point.
0: Yeah, yeah, the
1: insurrection,
0: you know, never occurred. Yeah. Yet there, everybody says we have to keep him off because he's he supported and organized, and really created the, yeah. this insurrection and uh and yet they already point out there you know this invasion i think it it actually borders re- really close to being treasonous yeah. in the sense that uh the the doors are open and every uh, this or the the backfiring of democracy well the majority of the people through their representatives uh you know allowed us to do that so we have to take the benefits and the freedoms of the people that are right here. Yeah, kick them out of the, you know, just because of the uh, the hospitals are being occupied by veterans, uh, we need more room for, <laughs> we need more rooms for these invaders because it's really, really an invading. But, you know, if this thing, if this thing would go through, and I can't imagine if there was some uh, betting going on, I can't believe there'd be t- too many people betting their li- their savings that oh this is a done deal. Done deal I, I yeah. don't think that's going to happen, but if it did, even a hint of this, because there's already been threats made against the justices yeah. of, of, of Colorado. So, uh, but if it did happen, I think that would tip things over. I yeah. think there would be a lot a lot of violence, very kind, of, and, and, and in that sense, very very dangerous, and a lot of the the restraints you can't believe it but there's probably been restraints of people who get so disgusted with what's happening and how how destructive it is to endorse a system that preaches and teaches you know the redistribution of wealth as a holy thing and of course that's the that's the entire system we've had for almost a hundred years and uh, it's amazing we get by that way and and then they turn around and believe in lying is okay that's not a big deal and having Counterfeit money—that's okay too. And uh, they, uh, you know, on the on the vote count, it, it always bothers me when they say he's—they they, want to uh, overthrow the election, or you know, overthrow the, the government. Yeah. Well, I don't know why you—they couldn't have referred to this as a uh, as a recount. Yeah. Why don't we count all the votes? Yeah. It, it find out if they were legal votes. We just want an investigation. If you have nothing to hide, you should be for all for this. Yeah. The
1: clear, the clean air. Oh, no, we'll put you guys in jail for suggesting it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Trump gets himself in trouble by the way he says something. But, you know, it's not illegal to, to put your foot in your mouth constantly. As, <laughs> unfortunately, just his style. But, you know, if if an insurrection is using deception to change the electoral results, then you could certainly make the argument. And I think you have that That the Russia Gate was a kind of insurrection because it was a bunch of lies. It was deception, and the intent of that was to change the outcome of the election. So maybe the other side is just as guilty if that's all it takes.
0: Yeah, and you know they used uh, January sixth as as the insurrection that (laughs) Trump did. But I think the 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 policing activity, the FBI and the Justice Department, that is that is where you could probably make a pretty good case that there's been an insurrection and a, and a destruction of our judicial system—that's much more oh, dangerous yeah. uh, to us than you, you know what what they're claiming Trump did. I mean, this is the whole whole thing. But uh, I've I've been a little bit disappointed. You you probably watch the sites a little closer than I do, and you've seen some. But I thought I'd see a lot more once those tapes were released. Yeah, yeah. They, I thought they'd be putting up something about every other day. Because that, that was the evidence, uh, be, because I think, uh, I, I still believe the evidence is, is not there to convince everybody that uh, Trump, uh, Trump was the commander of an army of people who, you know, who uh-huh. were using violence to go and take over the government, you know. And I, I hear that uh, there's some, even some help by the police and the, and the
1: uh, Capitol Hill guards. They actually
0: help people to go in yeah. there. Of course, yeah. That's been known, too.
1: Yeah. Well, the Republican House, at least, has been too busy kicking out its own members, passing resolutions praising Israel, and uh, what's the third thing they've been doing? Putting spying, more spying into the NDAA. Yeah. So there's no time uh. to talk about all this stuff. You know, so priorities, priorities. Well, let's move along and let's skip ahead to a couple of clips to the U.S. veto threat. Uh, Speaking of the Middle East, uh, this is coming up a lot now. Uh, U.S. veto threat once again delays Security Council vote on Gaza ceasefire. I think it was about a week ago, Dr. Paul, if I'm not mistaken, that the U.S. was the only no vote in the entire UN Security Council, the only no vote, including close our close allies, the only country to vote against calling for a ceasefire in Gaza, and now they're threatening to do that once again.
0: Bill, well, I'll tell you, that's. Uh, I think it, the, the big picture here is that international organizations aren't the best way to preserve liberty. Yeah. <laughs> it, it centralizes everything, so if you're going to undermine liberty uh, and you have a, a, a worldwide government, you know a globalist system, that it's much more easy to install authoritarianism, and, and that's what that's what they do. But now they're threatening to uh, veto it. And you might say, well, how, how can you worry about the vote? You don't even believe in intervention. True, I'd have them, I'd have us out of there. Wouldn't have gotten into it. A lot of good people have argued that case since the world. War Two, that it's, it's not worthwhile, but uh, but you, but we've we've been uh, we've been in, involved in, in discussing things like changing the rules that we're working with Iran. Yeah, you know there might be a resolution or an agreement. That we, our government has signed into, but there wants to be a change and moving away and towards something more sensible. And some people say, "Oh, you're a non-interventionist. You don't want to mess with that. You can't touch it." Yeah, but what if it's already passed and you're moving away from it? Yeah. I, I think that's uh, that's. I think in economics, that's similar to. There were some people that took the position, good people, and they say, "Well, if you're going to vote for the income tax at at ninety percent." Uh, uh, and it's uh, you're you're endorsing the income tax, but what if it used to be a yeah. hundred? You know, if if you're reducing something, that's why you know to live in the real world. My, my rule to myself is anything that increases our liberty and cuts down the size and scope and authoritarianism of the government uh even if it's if it's not working but if you you have to have a goal yeah you have to and if you're working toward that and this just shows what a mess it is this veto i mean this is a can of worms for us you know for for what they're doing but but biden i think it's just, I think he's all over the place <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because he he uh, he said that we uh, you know should be on Israel's side and and they can do what they want uh, at the same time the momentum is on the side of the Palestinians. They're they're generating more sympathy than Israel is. Yeah, so, the public, yeah. so there's a, and that, that can get pretty hot and heavy, that debate in this country, in this you state. know, between what, you, what you're gonna do. You know, how how far could we get with the argument that, uh, you know, when we were getting ready to give money back to, to, to uh, Iran? Yeah. They say, oh, yeah, he wants to subsidize Iran, <laughs> you know, give them the money. And here we stole it from them. <laughs> but, uh, but, but, but symbolically, they win that argument all the time. Well, you can't give them that. You know, they say, we're going to give them $6 billion. Oh, yeah, we owe them $110.
1: <laughs>
0: <Yeah. laughs> Disgusting. Well, in, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, you're, I mean, you're right. We always say that we're the isolationists and everything. But it really is the U.S. is acting alone in this veto and isolating the U.S. from the rest of the world. You know, so there are the isolationists, these interventionists who want to intervene. Well, here's just a couple quick points on the article as to the logic, if there is any of what's going on with the U.S. Now, this is John Kirby, spokesman of the National Security Council. He is upset because he wants them to add to this resolution uh, a condemnation of Hamas and what they did on the 7th of October and a recognition of the need for Israel to be able to defend itself and significant commitment by all members on getting humanitarian assistance. That's the roadblock on this particular issue. Uh, this article, which we saw on antiwar.com, as you saw earlier, we'll go to the next one. Uh, the Biden administration has firmly opposed any suggestions that Israel should end its military operation in Gaza. And that's what you said, Dr. Paul. They want to play both sides of this game. The Israeli onslaught has decimated Gaza. Over 20,000 are dead, most of them women and children. Additionally, the infrastructure has been left in ruins, adding starvation and epidemics to the threats Palestinians face daily. But the U.S. can't bring itself to call for a ceasefire. You know, from the very beginning, the one excuse that was given and
0: the Israelis used is uh, they have a right to self-defense. Self yeah, yeah. 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 Makes which, sense. Which, which, yeah. which they do. But uh, they never say... Palestinians have a right to say, no, they don't even have a right to exist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're going to wipe them off the map. Yeah. They're very bold in exactly w- what they're saying, you know, about the elimination of the Palestinians. But this is a. Uh, this is something that is not going to go away very easily, and uh, they they always use the national defense issue that we we need uh, to be involved, whether it's Ukraine or whatever. It, they always work into it, national defense, or they hide it, or they hide it, you know, and they'll they'll channel weapons into countries and and try to avoid the discussion. But uh, fortunately, I think the American people have sort of caught on to. Uh, after guess well, well, you get your attention after you spend $110 billion, yeah. you know, in a, in a country that's losing the war and people are dying. Uh, and they say, well, yeah, and they don't, they can't use the body bag issue. It wasn't like Vietnam. Body bags, Americans are being killed. But it, it's, uh, they they say, we have to, we have to do this. uh because uh, they're taking the money away from our people, they are. Yeah, all along, almost all government programs—they're taken away from people who earned it and should have the right to spend it the way they want. So they—they uh, they take that away. And that's what uh, you know, put, put uh, awakened some people and said, you know. Why, why are they doing that, fighting over the borders between Russia? Nobody even knows where Ukraine is. Yeah. And they do know where the Mexican border is. Yeah, sure <laughs> so, do. But no, uh, they, they, they still do that. But it's, that argument is winning, track, getting gained in traction. But uh, it's, it, uh, the, what is going to stop it is uh, when, when, they, when they run out of money. You yeah. know? And they're starting to do that.
1: They are starting to do that. Well, I'm going to close out, Dr. Paul, with uh, something I don't do very often in the show which is to remind our viewers that the Ron Paul Liberty Report is a project of the Ron Paul Institute. Uh, As many of you know, this is our 10th year as the Ron Paul Institute. Believe it or not, we've been in business for 10 years. We've been advancing all along as we go. And this is the time of year uh, that we as a nonprofit organization do depend on people's donations. And a lot of people like to make those donations before midnight on December 31st so they can get tax credit Uh, for for that year that it it's within so if you make your donation your tax-deductible donation to the Ron Paul Institute before midnight on the 31st of December you get to help support a great organization and you also take a little bit of money out of Uncle Sam's pockets now put on this next clip we have a new revamped Ron Paul Institute website we just launched it a little while ago it's a lot cleaner it's a lot easier to read Uh, the text type is a lot more modern. I love the old site but I'm a Luddite so this one is a lot easier to read but if you go to the next one when you go to our page ronpaulinstitute.org and you hit donate you'll see this page come up and you can make your donation a preset amount or a custom amount and I've got great news for every supporter who's thinking maybe I do want to give him some money but you know what I'm not wealthy I can't do ten thousand dollars I can only do a small amount Well, one of our donors, and I was just talking to Dr. Paul about this, one of our long-term supporters gave me a call last week and said, in this issue of War and Peace, World War III is right around the corner. I want to do something really different. I want to put up some matching funds for your year-end fundraiser, and I'm going to put up $50,000. So if you can get your supporters to donate that much, I will match it and double the donation. It's a unique opportunity. We have never had this opportunity in 10 years at the Ron Paul Institute. So I'm urging you and begging you if you can see your way toward making this donation to the Ron Paul Institute before December 31st at midnight, and our wonderful supporter will match that and double your money and help us that much more. I will put a link in the description of today's show. Please give it some thought, and we definitely appreciate your support. Very good.
0: And I want to close to, uh, and talk generally about, you know, raising money and what we're trying to do. The, it's, it is difficult raising money uh, all the time, but there are some issues I have always thought, you know, it's more difficult. Even when Daniel, you know, suggested we have a program like this, I said, you know, it's more difficult to raise money on foreign policy issues. but. When you do find somebody that's very interested in it, lo and behold, they're more influential. So I think, you know, our our website and our program reaches thousands of people, but it's not tens of thousands and it's not like the big guys making it, that's always asking to send more money, more money. But uh, I, I am always frustrated in this area because uh, the, The principles that we're promoting, peace and prosperity, how can anybody be against this? And uh, it's not complicated to explain. But uh, I've always blamed ourselves, uh, the libertarian, conservative, constitutional group, that we we need to do a better job in selling our product, convincing people. But the reason why it's more difficult is uh, the opposition Consumes wealth and they do that by buying vote, votes. So, for the food stamp principle, uh, you know, and the welfareism and the military industrial complex, uh, and conquering the world and having power in, a, in, a, in an empire that all is immediate They say, you know, we we have this thing, we have a war going on, we got to go, send them to Korea, send them to Vietnam, send them to Ukraine, send them to the Middle East. And it's immediate, we have to do it right away. And people say, yeah, yeah, and they get scared and frightened. So we need to, uh, you know, energize people and most of the time, it, it can't be a magic wand and say today we wave the wand and everybody's gonna understand why they have to cut back on spending and they have to have a sound money and they can't run up debt and this sort of thing. And protecting liberty solves the problems that governments, especially the uh, big governments, state government, federal government, no, global government, they make things worse. And we have to convince more people. I think it's an easy sell when you get a chance. I was most excited in my campaigns is that when I presented this case for Liberty and why it's positive is to get support from young people from colleges which were considered liberal progressive colleges. So I I was convinced during that period of time that young people, all people, young people with young ideas, they're susceptible to accepting these views. But we need to get it started, and that's what we're trying to do to continue this thing we started 10 years ago. Uh, And the most important thing I say today is thank you very much for the support of
1: the Ron Paul Liberty Report and RPI. Please come back soon.